Hello from the dark side I must have killed all the Jedi Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Han Talks First. This is the podcast you're looking for. A Star Wars podcast where we bring you the latest and the greatest Star Wars news and discussions and thoughts out of the entire galaxy. And today we're going, it's going to be a little short, shorter episode. I say that every, you know, every time I have an episode that I think is going to be short and it ends up being long, but I'm thinking this one's going to be shorter this time. Uh, this is like a bonus episode. I'm, we're just going to talk about the new Clone Wars episode, which was mwah, chef's kiss. And some recent news that has come up in the Star Wars universe and Lucasfilm world. And, uh, and also we're, I'm going to give you a special announcement and a very special announcement, which I'm very excited for. That's actually going to happen tomorrow. So stick around. I'm going to give you the special announcement after this awesome theme song. everybody happy sunday it's the beginning of the week it's usually when all the awesome star wars news drops however i'm recording this on a saturday Uh, i'd like to apologize first of all for not having an episode this monday you know i had something planned and then other things came up and you're probably like uh han what in the world could you possibly have come up in times like the coronavirus when there's nothing to do and it actually has to do with my special special announcement. So I know you're probably all wondering, like, what's your special announcement? What you have like a guest from Lucasfilm that's gonna come on your podcast tomorrow? Well, that's right. I am very excited to have the honor, the privilege, the the luxury of having an an official Lucasfilm artist, an illustrator to come on board to Han Talks first and give us the inside info and what it's like to work not just for Star Wars, but this guy also works on Marvel projects and tons more Disney projects. Uh, And I'm not joking with you guys. Tomorrow, uh, I'm going to have um, on episode 46, uh, Brian Kessinger. Brian Kessinger is a, a Disney employee. He's been working for them for over 20 years and on many different projects. Uh, Tarzan, Chicken Little, Frozen 2, uh, and of course, Star Wars. He um, is an illustrator, a storyboard creator, um, an author, um, and he's, he's amazing. And he has a beautiful story. And you'll get to hear all about it tomorrow. So please tune back in and listen to this very special episode that we're that I have interviewing an artist for Lucasfilm. And it's, trust me, you will not regret it. It's about an hour long, and we just talk Star Wars and have an amazing time. Anyway, that's a special announcement. That's what I got for you guys. And I'm now that this has happened, trust me, we're going to have a, a bunch more guests come on this show and talk about Star Wars and get the inside scoop and what it's like to 
pretty much be a Jedi in that world, creating the all the good stuff we get to see on screen or in books and comics, etc. So yeah, I would I could talk about it all day, uh, just about the interview I had, but you're I'll just I'm just gonna let you listen to it because it's amazing. And I usually don't listen back to my episodes all the time, but I'm definitely gonna listen back on this one. So anyway, with that out of the way, we gotta address the big purple, mysteriously invisible uh elephant in the world, and that is the corona virus, COVID-19. It's very unfortunate, you know, we're, I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy and happy, busy, you know, preoccupied in these times. And of course, distancing yourself socially. I know it's hard. Um, but if you're an introvert like me, then, uh, you're kind of like, nothing's changed. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know. But, uh, Lucasfilm employees are have now officially been furloughed. And um, it it took a little while for it to reach, um, I guess, the smaller studios in Hollywood. But Lucasfilm has now uh, furloughed their employees. So they're they're not working right now. And, uh, of course, that also means without pay. So it's sad news. You know, all the projects will be put on hold. We don't know how this will affect The Mandalorian. You know, we do know that that Mandalorian... Uh, docu-series is coming to Disney Plus, which starts on May the 4th, which is so awesome. Uh, what I think is funny about that, though, is it's a, it's a documentary series about The Mandalorian. It's going to be eight episodes long, and they say it's going to be like an hour each episode, and it's the the documentary is going to be longer than the actual TV show right now, and that's I just think that's, that's hilarious. But it's cool, because we're going to get to find out all about this new tech that they've used for the Mandalorian and get into, I guess, the creation of Baby Yoda, that $5 million animatronic, and so much more. So I'm, I'm excited for it, and we'll break it down here too, of course. Um, but along with uh, talking about the coronavirus, there are some Star Wars Zian veterans who uh, have passed due to the coronavirus, unfortunately. Um, and... Uh, at least two that I know of. And, uh, those two have been, uh, Jay Benedict and Andrew Jack. Now they're, they were both actors in, uh, the franchise at some point. Uh, Jay Benedict, however, you haven't seen him on screen unless you watched behind the scenes. But, um, both of these gentlemen are from the original trilogy. Jack Benedict played Deke Starkiller, who was Luke Skywalker's best friend on Tatooine. And you can go back and watch the deleted scenes from A New Hope, and you can actually see him there. Uh, at um, he was the friend that he was going to the Tashi station to pick up power converters uh, with. Uh, that was that. That's which friend I'm referring to. But yes, he he passed away, and the other one, Andrew Jack, he played General Kalain Emat. Uh, forgive me, I'm definitely butchering that name, Kalim. Callum Emat, something like that. Anyway, he was a general for the Imperial Army. And um, both of these were obviously not main characters, um, but it is very tragic and sad that we hear that, you know, along with anybody passing, but um, specifically related to this show, uh, a Star Wars actor. Um, so do whatever you have to do. Take a moment of silence for these these two guys. Um, you know, say, say a prayer if you do that for anyone else, and especially the ones that you love and care about. But um, I saw this and I was very sad about it and um, caught me off guard because, you know, 
with anybody, really. You hear about the, the pandemic and how it's affecting so many people, but then once it affects like a celebrity or someone that you know, then, then it really gets real. And, you know, I try not to get too nervous with <clears throat> this whole th- situation. Try to stay positive. Try to stay busy. Keep my mind off it. You know, follow the guidelines. But um, sometimes you, you have to acknowledge that it's happening and you have to go into it with empathy and, and understanding. So, uh, yeah, it's very sad. But um, that's just something I, I know it's not good news, but I wanted to share that with you guys because I would have wanted to know myself. And the losses are a somber reminder that we should stay home and stay safe to prevent further spread of this virus, perhaps while watching a Star Wars movie, including all of the deleted scenes that our departed Mr. Benedict appeared in. So another kind of side announcement here, a special announcement. I have a friend um, that you all know very well. His name is Zach Valadon. He was actually on the second ever episode of Han Talks First, which we discussed the top 10 most iconic moments in Star Wars. And it was a great episode. We had a lot of fun. And he's actually returning next week. Um, We are going to talk about what it means to be a Jedi. And... Uh, it's a it's a great episode we have planned. We we got a lot of deep conversations, and um, with that, I was also invited to join him on his podcast, and where we talk a little bit more about uh, philosophy, anthropology, uh, all related to music. Uh, specific, he, what he does is he has a podcast called The Pen the Sword, and he interviews creative people and figures out what drives them and just has a deep meaningful conversation about that. It's very inspiring. A lot of good uh, people come on and talk with him. The episode you can find me on is number eight. That came out April 17th, and it's titled Aisa. Now, Aisa is the name of a, uh, a, a music group that I am a part of and I have been a part of for many years, and he interviewed me and my counterpart, and we talk about music and the the feeling of it, the experience, and what creatively and emotionally drives such a powerful journey. So please, if you have time, go check it out. Again, it's called The Pen, The Sword by Zach Valadon. The thumbnail or the artwork is a, a picture of a leaf with a little tag through a, t- a leaf tagged through attack. <laughs> You'll see it, but it's great. And then, of, of course, also go subscribe to him and, and join the the group and uh, just enjoy listening to creatives talk about what they love. Anyway, back to Star Wars, because that's what everyone is here for. Am I right? So I wanted to talk a little bit about something I found out before I get into the Clone Wars new episode. And um, it was uh, someone named Christian Alsman recently posted on Instagram. Now he's in, he's in a, a concept artist for Lucasfilm and, um, he posted his original concept of the opening of the force awakens. And, uh, I thought it was really interesting. I wanted to talk about it real quick. It was just a, um, two ships, uh, ta- um, trailering in this, uh, star destroyer to the junkyard junk planet of Jakku. And that was originally his idea for the opening of the force awakens. So it was pretty cool to see. It was very beautiful artwork. I'll give it that. Um, I am definitely a fan of the opening we got instead, but this was, it was really cool to see what could have been. And I think that's pretty cool. So let's move on to the Clone Wars. I know all of you are watching and I know all of you are just 
absolutely giddy about it. So I'm, I'm not going to break it down for you because you've seen the episode, but we're just going to talk about where the, how amazing it was. So it started off, I'm talking about episode nine. This is the, the first part of the last four episodes of the season of the series. And this is when we're really getting into the meat of it. And I'll tell you, once it started and it opens with that new Lucasfilm limited uh, text, the green text, it, it, was, uh, it was, I was like, wait, what? I didn't expect that. And then it went into the red font of Clone Wars and then it played the, the Star Wars fanfare over it. I think that's the first time that that has ever happened and not used just the, the, the one riff that it uses for the other episodes in the, the title sequence. But it, it felt like uh, a movie opening. And this whole episode felt like the first part of a movie. And I know it's part of a four-part arc, so once it's all finished, it will technically be kind of like a standalone movie in itself. But I, I was right away, I was kind of uh, struck and I was like, wait, something's not right, but in a good way, you know, and it was, uh, it just made me excited right away. So before I was even like, because right before I saw that and I was getting ready to push play, I was really nervous because I have, I have loved the episodes that have come, but I was nervous in the way that, you know, this is almost over. This is, all, this is the last of Clone Wars we're going to get. And I've loved everything that's come before it and the journey we've been on and I've never really watched any television series live, like when it's actually on air. I've always watched stuff when it's uh, old, uh, not old, but you know, not uh, no longer a series or no longer on the television, uh, like Scrubs and Friends. And um, I'm currently I just started my hero. I know it's still playing, but I'm not caught up. So this is the first time I've ever actually been caught up with something, and it makes me really happy about it. Um, and I want to do it more. But uh, I was just nervous that, you know, what if it's the same tone and pace and uh, just, like, style as the last, uh, what, eight episodes we've already been through? It, it made me really nervous because I, I really wanted it to go all out and just be everybody put all their eggs into the one basket and throw everything in except for the kitchen sink, as they said in the Revenge of the Sith documentary. And I'll tell you, I was not at all disappointed from the second it starts. It just starts off running. And um, it's the the graphics are beautiful. That war uh, shot in the beginning on the bridge was amazing. You got, and you got, I watched it with my girlfriend and once the, uh, clones started flying with the jetpacks, we both went, they fly now <laughs> just to bring, emphasize how stupid that line was in Rise of Skywalker. But yeah, so they were flying around and you're shooting things up, blowing things up. And it, it was, it was great. And then just seeing that epic shot of Obi-Wan again, uh, coming into the battle and he does that dramatic turnaround, whips his hair in the breeze and blows a kiss at the camera. Not really, but that's what, that's what, that's how I felt. Anyway, it was really cool. And then Anakin comes in and he's like, I'm the boss. What you, what you doing with a lightsaber? You don't need no lightsaber. You're Jedi, homie. And then he walks out into the line of fire and surrenders and it was a trap and it was, uh, I don't know. It was great. It was all so great. And, um, to tie into that opening shot or opening sequence, um, once the episode um, ended, the episode nine, um, you know how 
the uh, the template for Disney Plus will offer you an, a new suggestion to what to watch, and it happened to be the Clone Wars movie, so uh, it just played it, and you know wasn't planning on watching it, just having it on in the background, and um, uh, I noticed that the opening scene for the Clone Wars movie way back in two thousand and I think it was eight or something like that was um, a retelling of what we just got in this episode nine of season seven. Uh, I, I totally would not have picked that up if I hadn't have played the, the the movie right after. But if you remember in the movie, it opens up with this big bridge uh, war uh, sequence that's going on. And there's similar droids. There's uh, the spider droids. And Obi-Wan's leading a a fleet of clones across it, trying to get to the other side, et cetera. And Anakin's kind of a little shy and reserved, um, not fighting as much or still in his learning phase. And then it was a great callback to this episode because in this one he shows like, hey, I know what I'm doing now. I'm just going to walk out there and tell him what's up. So it shows like the progression of Anakin Skywalker too, which I thought was beautiful. And I would have never picked that up if I did not watch the movie right afterwards. So guys, go check it out because it's really cool. It's it, it's completing the series. You know, it, it's ending where it began. It's full circle. I, I think it's great. And uh, these next three episodes are going to be killer. And expect so many more tie-ins as well. So of course, there's a lot of good Ahsoka stuff. I think my favorite moment was with the scene with the clones' helmets, and they painted their helmets to look like Ahsoka. I was, uh, I I didn't cry but I wanted to choke up a little bit because it was so sweet. And I thought that was really nice, especially considering everything Ahsoka has been through. And uh, another great moment was uh, her getting her lightsabers back and Anakin made some modifications to it. Now, I thought what was going to happen was she was going to turn them on and they were going to be white. Um, and Anakin's the one who get, like built those white sabers that she uses in, in Rebels. Uh, but it wasn't. They were blue, which is fine. So there's still more story there as to how she got the white blades, and there may, there may even be an answer out there already that I just didn't bother to research. So if anyone else knows, please please shoot me a message and tell me yourself. I would love to find out. But that, that, was, a, that was a great moment, too. This whole episode, it was just like revving the engine and getting ready for something big. You know, we got the beginning of the Siege of Mandalore, which has been <laughs> talked about for so long, as far as within the fan community, just wanting to see what that was like, especially with the Mandalore, Mandalore, Mandalorian show coming out and actually calling back to that too. This is the missing piece of the big Mandalorian puzzle. And I'm so excited to get down to the meat of it. But yeah, it's just, it's really, it's really coming together. And I I know you guys are very excited about what's coming and I know I am too. And it's going to, it's going to be very emotional. I can tell. One other thing I noticed that was really cool was um, the the side mention of Shakti going on a mission to save the the Chancellor Chancellor Palpatine, which was um, a tie into Revenge of the Sith actually, and being um, a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith where Shakti was on Grievous's ship um, in the the opening sequence where Anakin and Obi Wan go to rescue the chancellor. So that was a nice tie-in. So it, it also tells you where we are in the timeline, right? It tells you that we are right at the beginning of the, right before the beginning of the events in Revenge of the Sith. So one can only hope 
that this is going to this the series is going to end right where Revenge of the Sith is going to begin with Order sixty six, or or just or just all the way through Revenge of the Sith. I, we don't know, but um, uh, you could tell that there. I mean, with the shot that was in the trailer of the the Jedi's talking about where Sam Sam where Mace Windu says. Um, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. It's directly from the movie. So we're definitely getting into the movie, and I think it just started. So we're probably going to see Anakin and Obi-Wan go away for a little bit uh, since they have to go rescue the Chancellor themselves. And um, probably going to find out more about Padme, maybe just a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, and also, we're definitely going to get some Palpatine in there. Uh, and also, I don't know. There's so many things that could happen and uh, it's just all sprung out of excitement. So I, I don't know, guys, that's, that's it. I thought the episode was great and I, we're finally at where I want it to be and I'm, I can't wait where it's going. Um, I realize I also never talked about episode eight on the show. Episode eight was okay. You know, it was, I think the, my favorite part was um, the, the Darth Maul hologram and he no, kind of notices Ahsoka, right? But Darth Maul's back. How he's finally back, and uh, he was trying to set a trap for Kenobi. And man, this guy is ruthless, and he is so adamant on. He's just revenge based. I think that's the only reason why he's still alive. I mean, obviously that was the whole metaphor in the when he was brought back into Clone Wars. But literally, the only reason Maul is alive is because of his hatred. That's all that drives him, which I think is fascinating about his character. But it was great to see him and running into Ahsoka again and cannot wait to see them battle it out. It's going to be bad ass. Well, guys, that's really all I got for you today. I enjoyed coming on and telling you some some uh, talking about the Clone Wars, and uh, we're going to do it again next week. But um, for now... Uh, thank you for listening. Please go uh, like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. It honestly would help me out so much. Tell your friends about this podcast. We need some more listeners, anyone who can help this fan base get a little bit more positive and connective. And um, also, if you're interested, go to the social medias. Hit me up, send me a message, share with me your Star Wars story. And uh, I don't know, just so we can talk. I, w- I would love to hear from you guys. And... Um, uh, another reminder that tomorrow, please tune in. The episode is dropping early in the morning, and it will be my interview with Brian Kessinger. I'm telling you guys, you do not want to miss it. It's a fabulous interview. But thanks again for listening. And now, somehow, some way, somewhere, this week, may the Force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>